Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Um, today we have a really, really special guest and I'm actually fangirling like crazy. Um, but before we get to her, I'm freaking out. Before we get to her, um, Jenny, has in your life as a influencer, comedian, have you ever stumbled upon someone that you're like, I can't believe you've seen my content. Like this is, you're not the target I thought I was hitting and here you are mm -hmm. and I don't understand how you got here. How did you get to my work? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually when it's hella white people. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know how to categorize what is a hella white person and I understand that I'm using um, Bay Area. A lot of Bay Area people say hella. Hella. Um, <laughs> it's hella white. They're hella white. Uh, because you know, my content is, you know, specifically Cuban-American, Caribbean, Miami-centric, but it's not shocking when a black person or an Asian person or any BIPOC person in general, like, relates. Or it's also not shocking when it's like an Italian or a Jewish person. It's like all of those people have crazy grandmas. Pretty therefore. much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, Haitians can relate. Or of course, you know, um, Greeks can can relate to this stuff. But when I've gotten stopped by purely white people, when I mean by purely white people, I like just mean no like immigrant non, blood. No like they got here on the Mayflower. They're they Mayflower white. They have been white. here. Yeah, they, that's a good, yeah, they are Mayflower white. <laughs> they have been here for a long time. Maybe they have some British or Dutch or Swedish in their background. They're just super white. And, you know, these are the kind of people that you would think would not know the difference between Cuba and Mexico. Yet here they are saying they consume my content. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, I love it. Like my husband and I watch it all the time. Thank you for the subtitles. So sometimes I'll go on my YouTube channel and I look at the countries that my content is being consumed. And I'm always kind of shocked. I'm like, who in Kazakhstan is like my fan? Because I have Kazakhstan always in my like information on YouTube views. I have like Croatia, you know, I, and I'm just like, here I am a Venezuelan American person. And for some reason, like Ulog somewhere in Sweden is watching my stuff. And, I'm, and, you know, it's always like shocking to me, people particularly that make like cultural content or stuff that's very specific to our experiences. It, it's always kind of shocking. And it happened to me in person one time where I was, I was in Sevilla, España, tía. Mm -hmm. Y estaba en el sur de España. And I was going up a tower in a church, like 
you know, the most touristy thing in the world. And this Korean girl stops me and she goes, Joanna. And I'm like, I'm trying to make sense of what is happening. And then she talks to me in Spanish with a Korean accent. And she's like, I'm your fan. I love your work. I'm trying to learn Spanish. And I used your videos to learn Spanish. And never in my mind while I was shooting this in a studio was I like, this Korean girl in South Korea is going to watch my videos and is going to like stop me in Spain. But it sort of felt like this crazy you know, how globalized content is becoming and how you're not just performing in front of whoever you're performing in front of. You you can perform in front of the world. We've, you know, content and music and art has become so globalized. This is where I segue into our guest today <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so excited to have this person here. So one time, Jenny, I was on YouTube yeah. and I stumbled upon this song and I started listening to it. And this person, this singer, like, performed the shit out of this song. Like, there's a part where she goes into falsetto. It's almost like watching oh, someone yeah. pole vault with their voice. And then I just became c completely consumed with her content and with her songs. And then I scrolled down. I'm like, where's this person from? I'm so confused. Because I scrolled down and I started looking at the comments. And these comments are like, it's like the um, Torre Babel, the Babel's Tower. Is that what it is in English? The Tower, Tower of Babel. Babel. The Tower with all of the languages all translated. That's what her comment section yeah. was like. It was like Greek, eh, eh, Korean, a lot of Latinos, a lot of Latinos, like Damn. claiming this person as theirs. <laughs> and then come to find this person is from Brooklyn. So I'm obviously talking about LP. And that was a really long introduction that is a segue to Jenny's <laughs> legitimate introduction <laughs> with more information and not just about my experience. <laughs> LP is a singer-songwriter who released her major label debut album in 2014. The album featured the breakthrough track Into the Wild. Her follow-up album, Lost on You, featured the international hit title track. LP frequently does what very few, if any, U.S. artists can do on the road internationally. As an example, in just one month, she toured 17 Russian and Ukrainian cities. I mean, I didn't know there was that many Russian and Ukrainian <laughs> cities. Mira, yo tampoco. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> She's also huge in Mexico and all over Latin America. In addition to recording her own songs, LP has written or co-written for superstar artists, including Cher, Rihanna, the Backstreet Boys, Liana Lewis, Celine Dion, for the love of God, and Christina Aguilera. She has a new single coming out this month and a new album scheduled for release at the end of this year. LP. <laughs> Tone it the fuck down, please. Thank you. <laughs> it's kind of insane, LP, that you are so specifically popular in places that have nothing to do with each other. Like you tell me Poland and Mexico like the same person. And I'm like, please explain this to me. Like, <laughs> you know where you're really popular, where no one knows what the hell you're saying. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you should be very proud of yourself. You're very, you're a wordsmith. You're very articulate. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I have a, like when you started your, your music career, were, I mean, were you consciously kind of like, oh, I want to like appeal to a global audience or did this sort of surprise you as you were going? So surprising. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was like, all right, you know, like even like when 
the first country that started playing Lost Anu was Greece. And that was only because I, it was like early days of Instagram for me. Um, I, I mean, I think, what year did Instagram start? Like I don't know. 2014 I, or some shit? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I wasn't, you know, I checked it, but I really checked direct messages. I wasn't like kind of like scouring my direct messages for any kind of like information. But I, I went in there one day um, and someone was offering me a show somewhere and it was like, it was like kind of like lost money or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I, I shouldn't really check these DMs. And then I, I went in there one day and it was this um, label that... Um, from Greece and uh and it, and it remind me it, they are called like um cobalt or something like that but it's spelled different than cobalt here and cobalt is a very important publisher here so i was like oh shit click <laughs> and then it's a greek label actually and they're like and the guy's like hey you know i've been trying to get in touch with your label but i can't i no one's answering me back and uh i really think your music would work here and um would i be able to you know would you mind giving me your publisher's email or your managers and i said of course yeah here you go and then um, cause he said he wanted to license it and I didn't know what licensing was there. I, I thought licensing at the time was just to give it to, um, a, you know, get it in a movie or, you know, a series or something, but it turns out like, you know, a label from somewhere can try to license, um, a song or an album through another label, you know, if they let them and then like service it to their country. And so, um, yeah, I went out there and I just, you know, forgot about it. And then two months later, my manager told me it was charting in Greece and I was like, like in what, what, I don't know what that means. Was it charting of what, you know, and he's like, it's on the radio. It's like on the charts, you know, and then it just kept going. And then Italy wanted to license it. And then France wanted to license it. And the label I was on at the time was BMG because they bought this indie label Vagrant I was on. And they, they were like, cool, cool. And then they're like, then they're like sleeping giant kind of was like, what the fuck is happening? Like we need to get on this. And then, but then they let us do it. And then it just spread around all the, all these places. And, um, you know, it was a phenomenon. It was like, um, you know, I, I, I like love like looking at people's careers, and I'm, I'm like kind of a connoisseur of people's careers because that's interesting to me, and I, and it also encouraged me that everybody's career happens kind of different, and so it's kind of nice. It's cool for me because I'm like, wow, my career happens so weird and so such a different thing. Like you know, and, and people have tried to, you know, I remember like labels were kind of like, we, you know, we'll just uh, release something in Greece, and then it'll catch like wildfire. It's like shut the fuck up like no it's not gonna do that you know i'm sorry i'm like i'm like a king of potty mouth but, oh um, you got two princesses of potty mouth here yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah so you know, i am always trying to like redo <laughs> the duchess the duchess of fuck mouth. yeah absolutely <laughs> the duchess of fuck wow i feel uh, like i want to date the duchess of fuck but yeah anyway <laughs> sounds like a good time <laughs> maybe you've met my wife the duchess of fuck <laughs> um <laughs> classy <laughs> um life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. 
Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. What was what's the most like surprising moment in your career where you were like, what the fuck? Is how ha- like how did I get I, here? I I think Russia was very surprising to me because you know we grew up with like such a like with Russia being so like ah <laughs> what a weird place what a like you know like cold it's cold there everyone's cold and it's it's cold the, the war is yeah. cold yeah, yeah, all the war of it is cold <laughs> it's as cold as the war and 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 worse you know and like <laughs> and they're just like people you know like I mean I was just so like um. I was not shocked is not the right word, but I was like so I, I was so pleasantly surprised that like, you know, every, they hear the same thing about us, you know, and 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 also just like, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, the, the gay thing, is a little weird, you know, like I was like, like, my, like friends of mine were like, so let me get this straight. You are doing well in Russia. <laughs> like, how is that possible? And I was like, Shh, I don't know, you know, and I think it's also because I just don't, you know, uh, I, I don't. Myself, like I, I want to, I want to live in a diverse world, and I want people. You know, I don't, I don't condone um, hatred of any kind, but I, but I also know that, like, you know, people have, you know, grow up it, like sheltered or like not even sheltered, just in their own thing, and they have to kind of be in their own thing. And I think, you know, um, if you could bring some kind of difference into their, you know, some kind of new color into their world, and not force feed the issue or whatever you know um and maybe just kind of like take it easy and kind of you know i believe that even though i you know i'm i i'm very into change obviously and, and i know things have to change um some things immediately but but there's also like some some element of like a glacial pace in how we kind of bring enlightenment to like the world and like show people that there are you know that yeah you may not agree with this person's politics or the you know, how they like live their lives and their sexuality or whatever, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to throw a bunch of hate at them. You know, it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, um, you know, seduce your sister or your daughter, or anything, you know, I just like just living my life, singing songs. Do you like songs? Here's a song for you. You know, like, I don't know. I just kind of try to um, kind of coast like that and just be, Uh, an example of what I'd like to see more of in the world and not to exclusion of other things, you know, just, just through existing and through your work. It's just like, yeah. And you know, and maybe I don't push enough. I think some people have a super agenda, but I think sometimes you can lose things along the way. And sometimes when you, you know, slow and steady wins the race a little bit sometimes. Maybe, maybe Putin is like, is like, you know, jamming out to one last time. And he's like, yo, maybe, maybe this I whole, mean, like, you know, homophobia, yeah. I should rethink because this is hot. <laughs> but one of the guys, I mean, one of the, like, the, the, one of the deputy prime ministers of Russia saw me at a show and was always at my shows, you know? Wait, are um, you, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, like, I don't know if it's cool if I talk about it. I don't think he is anymore, but yeah, but it's like very, you know, and, and, um, and I remember, you know, cause he, he would send me all these singers that he loved, you know, when he was young, like, you know, in the eighties and stuff like that. And they were all like big song, kind of big voice kind of singers. And, and then I understood it, you know, and it was just, I don't know, it's cool. He used to come bring like six dozen roses to like my dressing room, you know, just his kids. And, and he was a, you know, lovely guy, even though, I mean, I don't know what he did behind closed doors, but 
It's always lovely to me. So interesting. You know, what am I gonna do? <laughs> interesting. Oh wow! I was not expecting that. That is the weirdest thing I you could have said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's more. I'm, I'm giving you the G, the G version. But yeah, it's. Cool. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> but wait, we're no. the duchesses of fuck. What do you What do you mean the G Ooh. version? <laughs> Who's the who is the Duchess of Fuck? Who is she? Boo boo. <laughs> I think we should start a band called the Duchesses of Fuck. Me and Jenny can't sing, but you can do all of it and we'll just dance in the My <laughs> My producer, Mike Del Rio, and I, um, he came up with this hilarious um side project name for us called uh Dyke Van Dick. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. I yeah. I would be into all of that. Um yeah. what so if you had to describe your music, like if oh, you had to if you had to like uh, write the spark notes of your music, like, and describe it to someone. What would you say? Like, what do you what do you say? Uh, I feel like um, I something along the line of like, um, like kind of like anthemic indie or something like that. Because it's not like you know a lot of my stuff's very like you know, but it's not. But it's a bit left of center, and people, you know, um, it's not like you know, it's not Dua Lipa, but it's not not like um more in that direction than something like big thief or something like that you know what i mean like um like i don't like i've been lucky enough i think i think because i think that's a cool thing is to kind of be um i um like i don't have to adhere to any genre really i don't really feel like that i feel like um you know i'm able to do a, a broad swath of uh like styles in some way you know, and not be like, I don't really know how to describe, you know, my music. It's like, I don't, and I feel all douchey. Like it's like some lofty thing. Like, no, I couldn't possibly categorize it. It's too, it's too, you know, I don't, I just don't really know, <laughs> you know? And when I ask, if I ask someone, they're not like, um, they can't really describe it either. Because your music is so unique. And again, you can't really box it into any one category, which I love. Do you feel like you took inspiration from artists? Like I feel a lot of musicians have growing up. Who would you say your top music artists are? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got my like pillars of things like kind of like, um, kind of like the stones and, um, uh, Jeff Buckley and, um, uh, Roy Orbison and like Kurt Cobain, like kind of like this, Kind of like, and then it like goes out and there's like, and Queen Queen is in there as well. Just this kind of like, there's a like the Queen like operatic vibe with the anthem and the quirk in it. And the, you know, Jeff Buckley with the, you know, again, uh, like just the, um, like he used all these voices that are not necessarily like pop or even rock. It's like border on like, you know, this surreal, like kind of like operatic shit, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like, and then there's like, those are all the men. And then there's all the like, you know, and then there's Aretha Franklin and Shaka Khan and Joni Mitchell and all the, all Pat Benatar, um, uh, Stevie Nicks and all, you know, all that kind of stuff that like, I feel like taught me how to use all the different voices, you know? And, and, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, like from head voice to like, you know, um, to the belting and the, you know, the histrionics <laughs> that, that are part of my sound, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, I'm very eclectic, you know, like I can be listening to like, from like, you know, Frank Sinatra to like, Jesus Christ, I don't know in a day. Um, <laughs> I don't even know, 
but I go across the whole thing. I've been listening actually to um, a lot of Latin stuff um, of which I probably can't name any just because I've been on like these playlists of my friends. <laughs> and uh, But I am, um, yeah, I know I'm always open. I'm just like, like, I, like, I, like people with me, I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds very romantic and beautiful. A lot of Spanish songs are, are they sound romantic and it ends up being about fucking. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I love ranchero music, you know what I mean? Like, it's great. But I think it's really interesting that you sort of say you you can't really categorize what you do in a in in one category. It's a it's a multi hyphenate. It's multiple things that influence you. Yeah. Do you think that like the music industry generally it it sort of forces people into boxes like oh this is the yeah. pop singer. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, you know, I've had so many record deals in the States, you know, and I, I've had three indies and like four major label deals. And, and all that, in the first two major label deals, which were like my first two big record deals, it was like a three-year period. And I wrote so many songs and they put me in all these different directions. They didn't really know what to do with me because mm -hmm. um, they were trying to figure out what to do with me. And I remember I got dropped by one and then um, I got picked up by another one, but my manager at the time tried to bring me back because uh, to this other label that um was in a bidding war it was like I was like Island, I signed to Island Def Jam and then Jive wanted me but when we went back to Jive after I got dropped the guy at Jive was just like like kind of like in no uncertain words was just like no nah, we kind of have that like dot dyke rock pop singer already <laughs> we took care of that you know and uh and I was like ah oh, shit you know like I, I missed my slot God hmm. damn it. <laughs> you know and it was just like they kind of try to put you in the, uh, in these things. And I, I, you know, and, and so that's what happened. I went like, it was kind of like foreshadowing and like kind of pre preparation for what actually happened to my, to how I, you know, was able to roll because I like, they put me in all these different directions when I was going for it as an artist. And I, and I had to like try to run as fast as I could with all these big songwriters. Um, and, uh, I'd learned a lot from that. And then, then after that, I got a publishing deal, which is like, you know, a record deal for songwriters, for lack of a better, quicker explanation. And I, I started writing songs as a career, you know, for other people. And, uh, you know, I kind of hustled because I was like, I'm going to get, if I don't like do as many different genres as I can, I'm not going to make as much money as I could because I'm going to get pigeonholed and then only asked to do the stuff that, you know, I'm good at. So I just like hustled all around. That's like, that's kind of how I got like the Rihanna cut because I, I i needed to kind of spread out and i was not in those kind of sessions you know for like an artist like that and uh and then i kind of just you know worked at getting in them and then i got a single with her and then right at that moment i had to go and um i got my artist deal again <laughs> and so i ran with that so i think at the end of that time and i'm saying in such a long way that i was writing with so many different people and so many in so many different genres and it became part of my of the thrust of my my artist career again. I just incorporated everything, and I didn't even really know I was doing that. Oh wow! Felt like, yeah, because because I mean you you have to you have to write music for people with 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 different not only different genre different brand different like yeah. do you when you when you write a song for someone else do you first say what would I want to do with this or do you <laughs> think about the artist like how how does that process even go about like I did at first think about the artist and it kind of worked against me so I just kind of thought of myself and then maybe like kind of like 
made it as universal as I can. I definitely write universally for myself, but I'll now I know kind of how to do it um, in both ways, be specific to like what's happening in my life as well as universal. And then, um, you know, and many times now I don't, I don't even, you know, if I write for somebody else, I write with them. I used to go to writing sessions more for another artist, you know, and they weren't in the room for most of the ones, big cuts that I've had. But now if like someone wants to work with me, I'll work with them. And then, uh, but if, um, if they don't, you know, if, if they can't, then I don't really do it. And then I just write for myself and then people tend to take songs like, uh, Celine Dion put one of my songs on her last record. And I was writing that song for myself. That was like on deck for this, this record I'm putting out soon. And so I didn't, um, I didn't write that with her. I wish I actually wrote a song with her. Cause I feel like at this point I could, if I, if she was in the room with me, I could write something much better for her. <laughs> than the song I had because I wasn't even going to use that song um I love it but and she killed it but I feel like I could have you know dialed it in more for her mm-hmm. sorry Celine, don't be pissed don't, don't be mad she listens to hyphenated all the time she's she our number one does. fan uh, she she's very cool she was so, she said she has said so many nice things about me and on so many shows and I've been like wow that's cool that's incredible Celine Dion uttered your name I mean, it, it, it kind of was cool. Like, my family's always like, oh, that's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Your career is going so well. I'm so proud. That's so great. Oh, yeah, and I hear you're big in Europe as well. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then, uh, but then they hit me up and they go like, oh, my God, Celine Dion. Who? What? That's wonderful. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. I'm just so fascinated by the way in which your career came about. Because I understand that hustle of like, well, There's not enough room for me, apparently, and all of these boxes have been checked, yeah. so I need to find a way to survive and pay the bills and do what I need to do um, while staying within the music Sorry. industry, while, for me, while staying in the film industry, yeah. right? Which is where your songwriting career came into play. So do you sometimes think to yourself, man, had I not jumped in, chosen this path, written songs for all these artists from varying genres, where would I be today if I didn't do that? Totally. I mean, and I tell people, and, and I think um, there's other artists who maybe it wasn't as sharp of a turn each way for them, but uh, but um, going to write for other people, especially the way I experienced it, where there was like, there was no end in sight. That was the end game. I wasn't going, you know what I bet's going to happen? I'm going to write songs for two years and then I'm going to get signed by Warner Brothers as an artist again. And then I'm going to have one <laughs> decent live record and then I'm going to fuck up my second record. And then I'm going to put out a bunch of stuff. They're going to drop me. They're going to drop me. They dropped me for Lost on You. And then like, I'm going to get a little indie deal and then I'm going to blow up in Europe. Like, I mean, that was like, that's hilarious. So I, those two years of writing songs for other people, I was like, yo, 
I better fucking get hustling because I need to, uh, you know, establish myself as a, as a songwriter, get in these rooms. And, you know, I came up working in bars and restaurants. So I'm not, I was like, that was always the goal. Like I was like, get out. I don't want to have to bartend again, you know? And I wasn't, I had to hustle because like you only get so many deals before you have to kick in and actually make actual money, mm-hmm. but you know, stuff like that. And I, 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 I think, um, I forgot the genesis of the whole question of this, but there you go. You answered it. I hope a lot of aspiring musicians and artists listen to this episode because a lot of people usually look at an artist, you know, they see their success and they think that they'll never get to achieve that level of success. They'll never be able to get that far because from the outside, it looks easy. Well, yeah. And yeah. And that's the thing. Like they don't. Yeah. And and that's why I try to like, you know, uh, it's like it's hard to like, like really get this story as concise as possible to understand it. But like, you know, there's, there's two things I always tell people about consistently. It's like how many songs I've written because I just like, even when I was a songwriter for only other people and that's all I thought I was going to do, I was writing constantly and I never thought about like where that song was going to go. I just moved on to the next song. In fact, people ask me about lost in you, like, you know, in this like beautiful, like way, like, you know, like with deep respect. And I'm always like, Oh, thanks. You know, they're like, so you must have known when you wrote Lost on You that it was a big song. And I was like, I didn't know shit. I was like 30 songs away from it before it became a hit. And I played it for my label, Warner Brothers, who were amazing to me for like most of the time I was on there. But the regime changed in the last year. I played it for the new guys, along with two other songs that have done well for me. And I got dropped from the label mm-hmm. with that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had, you know, this is to inspire people. I had a $1.6 million bill with Warner Brothers that... When you get dropped, that gets clean. You don't ever have to pay that. So I started my slate clean. I got a little indie deal. And on the first sink of, uh, I got Muddy Waters got put in a Jennifer Lopez movie or something like that on, on a trailer. And I made my whole advance back and paid it back with that one trailer. And I was free and clean. When Lost and You started, I had no debt. <laughs> so. Wow. I'm just saying that, like, you think bad things happen and then good things happen. That's that's where I try to, like, get to, like, for this story so that people can really be inspired that, like, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. I think it's so interesting how, like, every, <laughs> <No bitterness. laughs> every creative and artistic art form, like, there's this perception that, like, oh, my God, a muse came in my sleep and it. In, it, it inseminated the most that's a disgusting word it uh i'll just keep it it inseminated the idea for this beautiful uh opus that i created and so much of like creative work is just working and you know jack yeah, white has exactly. this like quote where he's like sometimes you just gotta upholster a couch like sometimes you just like wake up <laughs> yeah. and you do the work and you go to bed like it, yeah. it isn't this you know religious feeling it is it is something that you yeah. do because you love it but also because it's work yeah totally and 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 you can't like you have to know that like it's just like consistently doing it like you can't think about you should never think about like the end game of like a song or a thing that you're working on, you know, cause sometimes, you know, I used to have like, <laughs> my girlfriend would text me during a session and be like, how's it going? And, and one day I said to her, I said, Oh man, it's like, it's like eating a sandwich with your eye, you know? And I, I was like, <laughs> wow, that was good. Just like, now, 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 now. it was like, ouch, it hurts. It's not doing anything. You're not actually getting anywhere. You know, you're not eating it. It's like, it's just pain. <laughs> just, you know. Just eating brutal. a sandwich with your eye. Not recommended. Not recommended by LP. No. You heard it no. here first. Don't, Don't try do to it. eat a sandwich with, a, with your eye. <laughs> 
but it's just like you know they could have like like days of that there's many days of that you know what's something that you're unexpectedly proud of (laughs) i'm that i don't have like bitterness you know i have my version of jadedness and everything like that but i i really got got and also just bringing the the whole shebang intact through, you know, because there are a lot of like, can you tone it down, please? Hey, fuck off. You know, it's like, and I just like, I just like got it all through, which is kind of like, you know, cool for me. And also with my, you know, with my joy intact, you know, and, and, and like I have the appropriate amount of like, hey, fuck you kind of thing. And like, and I tell my story and I try to tell it as, you know, as real as possible, even with the stuff that seems like bitter but I don't feel that. And, you know, I don't, of course, because I'm like, it worked, but you know, I, and I'm so like thankful that I, I get to like, be like, and through all that, I'm, you know, I'm a success for me, especially, you know? And so I'm, I'm glad I was able to get through because a lot of like difficult, you know, it was pretty soul crushing mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Right. It, it was, it, it tested you. Yeah. Big time. Um, You've said in the past, and and you were saying, you know, I bring the whole shebang. I bring me purely. Like this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like you've once said that androgyny is is an art form. Like what what did you mean mm-hmm. by art form? I just think that you know, there's because first of all, I do think that most people have it in them, and and you know, and and I think that um, you know, and we don't like some people. We don't want to forfeit our like our you know image or our, like you know. Like, like women that have a lot of masculinity and they may not want to be seen that way. Like they want to still keep their like, you know, super feminine, you know, thing and men as well. Um, and then, and then there's people that, uh, embrace it and kind of use it. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of David Bowie and I think that, uh, I got to see him one time, uh, like a long time ago. Like it was like a, like a more private show. Uh, that a friend of mine did and he was just like dressed very simply like just in like you know one of those beautiful like blousey kind of like button down shirts and tucked into trousers you know and and this guy was like he he was like flipping between like this like beautiful man and then like this Marlena Dietrich kind of like woman kind of thing and I was just like mesmerized you know and I and I just think that like because he was in touch with it all and and it was just so cool to watch and so fluid and and I'm not comparing myself at all to him, but when I'm on stage, I feel very, um, you know, I feel like a tornado of both of those things. And I, you know, I don't like, you know, as soon as like, you're like, oh, she's feminine. I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's like always like <laughs> flipping around, you know, and it's, and it's very funny. Like, you know, like men will come to the show with their like wives or whatever. And, and they're just like, they're kind of like, <clears throat> you know, and then they're like, then they like start loosening up and then they're like, you know, like start looking at me like, oh, you know what? I get it. You're not like, you're not, you're not gross. You're even mildly attractive. Huh. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I can see the like change in the countenance. You know what I mean? I'm like, dope. It's like, there you go. Another satisfied customer of androgyny. And then Isn't it wonderful? everyone sees your, your, your boat yeah. tattoo on, on your chest and everyone yeah. has crushes, man. Everyone crushes exactly. on that. <laughs> you know, I think that uh, the world constantly is trying to put our work, ourselves, how we, you know, exemplify our personality into boxes, into things that are easy, easy to categorize. And I yeah. think a lot of what you bring is is literally breaking that. It's 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 actually enforcing the idea of I don't want you to categorize me or my music. I am myself. Yeah. And that's it. And like, hey, what's yeah. up, Russian 
second prime minister. I don't remember who the guy was. <laughs> like, this is me. And like, maybe I challenge a lot of your ideas, yeah. but I'm just me. And yeah, and he was cool with it. Like, I want you to be our third host forever. Like, I just want you to join <laughs> Let's us. Let's do it, man. Let's do a, we'll do a residency. How's that? <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. You guys also, are so I, awesome. I know the moment that I post this, my fans are going to freak out. So many of them adore you. Like, there's a lot oh. of Latinos that are, like, freaking obsessed with you. I don't know if you've oh, noticed. Man. I mean, your- I love... Latin America. I mean, on your I'm, YouTube I'm channel, with them too. <laughs> there's like always comments like uh, Latino for El Love," and there's like a million <laughs> like thumbs up. So, <laughs> uh, how dope. Yeah, amazing. So um, cool. Well, but I this, love you guys. Thank you. Oh my god, I'm literally freaking out. I'm Thank so you. red. From, Joanna from, is like, going to cry <laughs> after this. I'm gonna have to console I, her. I, I, yeah. You can ask Jenny. I was like, I'm like, I haven't been nervous for something in a really long time, <laughs> and I was nervous today because I, uh, I, I, I really look up to you, and I think that um, what you're doing is really aspirational, uh, which is just staying true to who you are and and creating art and being yourself and I think that that's something that everyone can take with them in whatever they do Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.